What's up, Buttercup? <laughs> Looks like the Patriots are in the Super Bowl again. Can we start with off with something different? <laughs> I mean, sure. Uh, the weather is uh, weather. The weather is weather. No, uh, uh, I, even though this is a football podcast, can I go baseball for a second? Do it. Uh, baseball. Okay. Specifically the Mariners. <laughs> well, you know, yeah. Uh, Hall of Fame announcements came out today, and my all-time favorite Seattle Mariner, Edgar Martinez, finally... After 10 long years on the damn ballot, he's uh, he's going to the Hall of Fame. I think he was everybody's, just about everybody's favorite Mariner. There's a lot of people that have Junior, Ken Griffey Jr., which I get. That's Yeah. Totally understand. One. He's my second favorite. But yeah, Edgar, great guy and deserves to be in Cooperstown. And uh, I- I'm not going to lie. I might have cried like a little baby. Welcome to the Common Ground Football Podcast. Here are your hosts, Brian McLaughlin and Andrew Guzman. The Common Ground Football Podcast slash Baseball Podcast today. (laughs) Uh, It's weird how whenever Edgar's name got brought up or they would show like a highlight video and I'd hear like Dave Niehaus' voice, how Uh I'd always be around somebody cutting onions. It was really strange. Like cutting a really... A, like a 50-pound bag of onions. Yeah, like big old. Yeah, like they're just cutting massive amounts of onions, and I don't know why. But, uh, yeah, so congratulations to Edgar. It's pretty freaking cool. You know what I like about... And maybe it's like this in Dallas, too. I have no idea. But what I kind of like about Seattle sports pro teams, anyway, is, is the support that they give each other um, on, like, social media and stuff. Whenever something cool happens to the Seahawks, the Mariners will say something. And, you know, Edgar today, the Seahawks, the Storm, everybody. You know, I'm sure the Sonics, if they were still here. Tear. Another tear. Another tear. No, the, uh, they, yeah, they do the same thing. The Mavs and the, and the Stars dude. are always, and the Rangers are always kind of going back and forth. But it's just in Dallas, right? Because, you know, Dallas isn't congratulating the Houston Texans on anything. Correct. <laughs> or nope. the Houston Astros. Right uh what baseball team would that be the rangers then texas rangers texas rangers they have a hockey team in dallas yeah fancy they sure do fancy so when seattle gets a team i mean you're gonna root for seattle or dallas uh with hockey yeah i, I don't know gotta make up your decision you got two years i got two it. i got plenty of time you got time to figure that out you know we'll have discussions we'll have meetings it'll be fine <laughs> uh episode number 52 the cheaters and the cheated <laughs> I like that title. I guess I could. I guess who the the cheated is. Yeah, I was gonna say. Can you guess who I'm talking about in both of those? Uh, it's uh, championship weekend happened. We had uh, very quiet games. Nothing controversial. Uh, very boring. Everything went very smooth. Yeah, very smooth. Uh, <clears throat> there's not much to talk about really. Um, yeah, but we will. We'll recap those. And of course, because we are a Seahawks podcast and a Cowboys podcast, we'll talk about our teams, even though there's not much going on. There's a couple little things to go over. Um, and uh, then we're going to do one of two previews for Super Bowl 53, even though I couldn't care less. <laughs> uh, yeah, but we'll talk about it anyway, because we are a football podcast. And then uh, some other stuff. We'll have some fun. <laughs> Except for... <laughs> I was putting together our show notes, and I got to the game picks. <laughs> Neither one of us got anything right. <laughs> we both picked New Orleans and the <laughs> and the Chiefs. Oops. <laughs> so the score remains the same, so we're going to have to pick the Pro Bowl this week yep. to do something. Yep. So, yeah. That's all right. And this uh, very well may be a little bit uh, shorter of an episode. One can only hope. I'm sure our listeners would love that. I'm sure they get the thing and they see an hour and 25 and they go, Ugh. <laughs> I've got to find something to do for an hour and 25 minutes. Except for Dennis from Ohio. I know you listen to every single minute. Thanks, buddy. <laughs> He's getting a hell of a lot more snow than we are. Yeah, they're getting a lot out of there. Yep. It's a weird winter here in Wenatchee, Washington. It's 45 tomorrow. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like freezing rain and, and maybe some wind tonight. Yeah. It's uh, global warming isn't real. <laughs> neither is climate change don't worry about it it's fine it's just science just science um all right so if we, we'll just jump right in uh afc championship nfc championship happened over the weekend 
Did you watch both games? Uh, on and off. Yeah, it was kind of me. Just just on and off. I, yeah, I. It's hard when you have no rooting interest. Um, I mean, I did, but at the same time, they're not your teams. But as a genuine football fan, you're kind of yep. You're into it at least. And I did see the important parts. Um, yes, I did. Yeah. So we'll start with the first game, which was Lar at No. Lar at No. And poor No. I don't know where yeah. you want to. I don't know where you want to start, but um, well, right off the bat, it, I mean, it it looked like L.A. was a little shell shocked. They didn't really know. God, it seemed it, weird. It, they looked. They didn't look comfortable at all. Which obviously, when you go down to New Orleans and you play in that dome, that you're not going to be comfortable. Um, but as the game went on, and especially you know, obviously, right there in the fourth quarter, they seemed to really just start being aggressive. But for the for the longest time, they seemed like they were just playing scared. Um, you know, Drew Brees was Drew Brees, but his usual self. I think um, he did, he seemed like he got kind of an off game too, a little bit. It's still Drew Brees, though. He's still Drew Brees, but yeah. he's he's definitely he's not as bad as Peyton Manning. Like Peyton Manning, when he got old, <laughs> those last couple years, the Ducks, he would throw down the field. You can tell Brees probably understands the limits in his game more, but he definitely doesn't have like the distance on his throws anymore. At least that's what I noticed. But go ahead. Oh, well, still, I mean, still t- uh, 250 yards and two two touchdowns. Um, I don't know. Do we just want to jump to the? Do <laughs> well. I mean, the it was massive miss. Yeah. So, well, I mean, it's I mean, it good for LA. You know, I know that's a division, obviously a division rival for you. I mean, we'll get. To that. I mean, the 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 missed calls and bad calls aside, you know. It is. I mean, Jared Goff's now the youngest uh, quarterback to ever win the NFC Championship game. Um, that's obviously a young team, um, and that team. I mean, no matter what happens in the Super Bowl, that that the, the Rams team and Sean McVay and that whole staff, uh, Wade Phillips and that defense. I mean, they need. They've got some improving to do on the on the defensive side. I mean, Aaron Donald is still a monster, but um, some of the free agents they brought in, maybe maybe they need to work things out. But um, that's definitely going to be a scary team. Well, for the next and, few years, and we said that you know uh, last year too. Well, we talked about last off season when they started signing all the all the big names. <clears throat> yep, we talked about how it's obvious what they're doing. They're playing to win now, right? Because uh, not all these contracts are going to be able to you know create second things. You do have to sign golf again. I mean, you've got all these things where they are literally doing it for right now. Um, and and give them. It, it's weird because we've had a couple days to kind of digest it. Sunday I was just I was lighting up Twitter like it was my own team like like it just happened to the Seahawks but I was having flashbacks to Super Bowl 40 all over again <laughs> it was weird uh so but uh, but officials and, and the officiating aside you have to also and usually it takes a day or so for you to like look at the big picture right and think okay well uh was the officiating bad yes it was however you know, New Orleans was up thirteen nothing in the first quarter. They didn't score anything in the second, and they got the ball in overtime, and they had a turnover. Yep. So it's not like they didn't have chances to, you know, overcome. Over, any of that. Yeah, overcome the obstacle. However, the obstacle <laughs> was pretty deflating. Was pretty damn deflating. And had it been called correctly, they would have won. It was over, and. Of course, we're talking about the most egregious, terrible, missed pass interference call I think I've ever seen. Yeah, well, that, that was that was pretty bad. Um, watching that live, it, even watching it live, it didn't seem like a quote-unquote bang-bang play. Yeah, they kept they, you know, saying, they just ba- had, oh, it's bang-bang. Like, like, no, what? The, the defensive back, wasn't the entire play wasn't even looking at the ball. It was, that, was his, that was his goal 100% was just, I'm going to blow him up. And when you watch it, I mean, you watch it from all these different angles, whatever. Yeah, that that was his goal was just to go and light him up. And I was like, that's that was awful. Well, as soon as it like watching it live, it happens. And then it's one of those plays where you sit there and go, here comes the flag. Yeah. And it never came. And you're like, uh, are you kidding me? Yeah. If it I mean, going back to 2014, the game, uh, the wild card game, Dallas and Detroit, when they had the. um the pass interference when they picked up the flag for Anthony Hitchens. Um, you know, that took, it was like a long time before they finally came out and then picked up the flag. 
I mean, same thing. It wouldn't it mattered how much time went by. I mean, I would have, I still would have thrown that flag. You know that people were in their ear saying, yeah, you probably should have. Well, on the, have well on the thing is, like, there was two officials. So yep. there's one right behind the play and then one up the field a little bit. Yep. And they both came together for a second. And, it, like, right there, one of them should have said, um, one of us has got to throw a flag. Man. Well, I think the one was because when you watch, when there's uh, some other videos that came out, there's the one who he was looking like, you know, that's what he was going to do. And the other fla- the other official is, like, pointing at him like like don't you throw it or, or something like that. well and i kind of understand like the officials this is a, a giant playoff game and in their heads they're probably thinking you know we want to let these guys play and we don't want to i don't want to be that official that creates the drama yet you just created even more drama by not throwing the flag right. it'd be one thing if they were just there was a lot of hand fighting going on and just a lot of contact. And no, that he, was just an absolute blatant. But he, yeah, he blew him up. And 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 actually, and we'll get and after that drive, my my thoughts were New Orleans need to do the same thing. If they didn't call it there, take your chance and do the same exact thing. You know, blow up one of uh, LA's receivers. But well, and obviously there was, they and, didn't happen. And there was a makeup, what I would consider a makeup call. I mean, they ended up right. calling a PI right. against the Rams, but it, it wasn't. The problem is, is that where New Orleans was on the field and the time that was left in the game, and it, and they still had a chance to score. Um, I mean, up until that point, I mean, they were driving, driving, and then that drive completely stalled. Just but, completely stalled. But uh, that had that been called, though, it would have been first down. L.A. had, I think, one timeout left, and so you run a play, you make them use the timeout, you you know get basically to the point where you could probably get your you know get that same thing score field you know kick a field goal and you leave them with like 15 seconds right instead you kicked a field goal and left them with you know just like we'll get into the next game way too much time right and then you couldn't and then you couldn't you, you can yeah you couldn't do anything and the thing and but then you go to overtime and again they had chances and it, it's just you hate to sit here and say, well, that call is the reason they lost. It's part of the reason they lost. Right. Um, but it is a bigger issue. So you have to kind of take the two and separate them a little bit and say, well, yes, that was terrible. But they had other shots. Couldn't get it done. It is unfortunate, though. It's two years in a row where their postseason has just ended in just like, oh, my God, fashion. <laughs> right. Yeah, because last year was against Minnesota yeah. with the Stefan Diggs uh, play. Where you thought they was done, and they had it won, and then that happened. And so um, and it, it's a bummer because I would have loved to seen Breeze go to one more uh, Super Bowl, being his age, especially now that we know who's on the other side. He would have had two old guys battling yep. it out. Um, yeah, because Brady was 2000 and Breeze was 01. Yeah, and it's, and it's not to say that L.A. doesn't deserve to go. I mean, holy crap, they won. And the thing is is – I mean, they they made the plays New Orleans couldn't make. New Orleans settled for field goals earlier in the game when they probably should have done. You know, it's it's a winner go home game. You maybe get a little more ballsy, you know. And I understand right. I understand the thought process with Sean Payton, but um, and then for after the game, for him to call the league office immediately. Well, he's on he's on the competition yep. committee, so and right in the press conference, he's like, "Yep, they admitted they blew the call." Yeah, it's like. And, oh, that fixes everything. <laughs> and then everything and then everything going forward is there's going to be talks about uh you know a pass interference review. So, you know, we've talked about that before, but that I mean how that could become wishy-washy. I mean it's going to be okay, well, if you're watching that and you obviously see a hold on the play, you're going to call a hold or are we going to start going that route where oh, was that a hold or wasn't that a hold? I mean, are are different penalties going to start being reviewed or is are we just going to go with the pass interference? So, I think it's going to get we're going to talk about it a little bit later, but I think you're going to have to it's going to open Pandora's box, if you will, yeah. Because uh, something needs to change, but they're going to have to do it correctly and not just make a you know a a really quick. Ooh, we got to do this. Not, a, not just a reaction. Yeah, and you know it, it's it was ugly. It's not at all. You never want your games decided by an official or by you know a non call or even by a penalty that should have been called. Either way, you don't want or a games. catch, no catch. <laughs> I feel like that's a little well. And that's the thing too is close to home. There has that that whole thing kind of you know came back up because people were saying, look, the league needs to come out and say something right now. They need to they need to come out and and correct it and admit you know they were wrong instead of letting it drag out like they did for a few years before saying, oh, oh yeah, by, that was a catch. Oh by the way, that was a catch. Yeah. <laughs> Well, and the thing is, you got all these people that are talking about how uh, Roger Goodell has the power to change the outcome of the game, 
And I get it that that rule is in the books. It's However, not gonna, it's, not he, it's never going to happen. It's not going to happen. Never going to happen. He's never going to come out and and say, you know, oh, oh yeah, everybody come back. We're going to go gonna, to the exact same yep. down, same time, yep. everything, and, uh, and we're going to play it forward. I need everybody to run laps to get to the same tired level, yeah. exhaustion level. I need everything the same. Even, even to play it from that point, that's never going to happen. Playing the game over again is never going to happen. And and so I, I get it, New Orleans fans. You're upset, you're hurt. I get it. I've I, been there. Been we've all fans. Most fans have probably been there. Yep. I mean, it's you know that I, I hate. I I know you hate it when I bring up the Super Bowl that, uh, for the Seahawks for playing the Steelers. Um. Yeah, we felt cheated by the refs in that game, a hundred percent. And got I everyone wanted something, and it took years for that too to yep. come out and say, yep. yeah, well. You know, we kind of screwed up on that. I get it. However, this lawsuit that you've now filed, like all this stuff, none of that is going to do any good. It's it's not going to fix anything. Uh, reality is, as much as that, like I said before, reality is as much as that the non-call was ridiculous. Don't don't be in. Don't kick their ass. Basically, just. Blow, blow them out of the water, and, and even if it was a miss PI, you know, no sweat. Yeah, and it's, so overcome that obstacle and just beat them, and don't worry about everything else. And and they didn't do that. And the Rams are the ones that get to go on; and they get to play in the Super Bowl. And uh, congratulations to them. Um, I guess <laughs> <laughs> we'll talk more about that as we as we get moving on here. Um, let's go to. You got anything else you want to add about that game? Um, well, as a Cowboys fan, I mean, you lost to the NFC championship or champions. So I guess that's got to make you feel somewhat better. Sure. Sure. I mean, sure. Exactly. I lost to him twice. (laughs) (laughs) Sure. Um, I'm going to, I got an, I got a, a a bone to pick with that whole thing about them being in division and all that. And I'll, I'll get to it because it's, it's ridiculous in my opinion. Freezing rain's coming at about 10.09. How about that? Sweet. Uh, all right. So the next game after that. We better chop, chop then. We better chop, chop. Nobody likes freezing rain. Uh, New England at KC. Uh, obviously, Kansas City is another one of those places that's very hard to play at. Really? Uh, much like the Dome. Um, Mahomes played well. Uh, eventually. I think well, he's. The, I think for being as young as he is. Oh yeah. I mean, much oh, much that like that game. Oh yeah. And going up against Brady and um, in that weather, um, that's another team that is going to be. I mean, they're going to be Mah- good. Mahomes will go to. I mean, it's. We talked about how it's perfect timing. Brady is. Yep. Maybe he's on his way out. Yep. What the hell do we know? Well, and, I, and I'm. I'll, I've got a theory on <laughs> that, but yeah. Yeah. So it's perfect time for Mahomes, and yeah, he played well. The, if you look at the overall game. He overall he did really really well. Yep. Uh, started out though. This is what's what's so amazing and, and and yes, I hate the Patriots. I hate them so much. Um, but Belichick and the way that he prepares for games. Um, if you watch the beginning of that game and how the Patriots defense just did stuff that the Chiefs were not ready for, and they couldn't make anything happen to start, and then they finally adjusted. And uh, take note of that, Seahawks. Adjustments. Very important word. Yes. Adjustments. Make those. Um, yeah, he ended up going, what, 16 for 31, 295. Didn't throw any touchdowns. But, I mean, he just, he his team was in. They lost by six. Yep. They scored 31 points. against. I mean, as, as much as everybody wants to hate him, against arguably the greatest team that's been around since ever, yeah. 2000, 2001. Ever. And that, I mean, I saw that stat the other day that just is absolutely crazy. But pre Brady, New England had like uh, one or two Super Bowl appearances, something like that. I think it's two. And then since Brady, they've now they're up to 11 or 12. Yeah, they're 11. I think it's 11 total. Nine of them are going to be Brady. And I mean, and then the, the when you go year by year since 2000, it's like, um, you know, NFC opponent versus. Pats, pats, no pats, no pats, 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 no pats, no pats. I'm like, gosh, I mean, you know, when we've we've talked about it, you know, the respect, and I mean, they find a way year after year to get there. What's crazy to me is 
you know, three or four weeks at before the end of the season. So we're, you know, week 14, 13, 14 in there. Everyone's like, well, this is the end. Like you can see the Patriots are, are nose diving. They'll be lucky if they make the playoffs and then they make the playoffs and they're like, well, this will be a weird year because they're going to get bounced early. And so, it's, yeah, they uh, got they got tough tough uh, opponents yeah, in I mean, Kansas is, City and LA. Is, yeah, I mean this is it's going to be a weird to see Brady you know Brady get beaten and not be in it and blah blah blah. And yet and then all of a sudden it's like they flipped a switch and they hit the playoffs and they just dominated and they it's it's you said it it's a respect thing. I hate them. They're just damn good. I just and that's what happens when you have good teams. You just you hate them. Cause they're not your team <laughs> and they right. just, and you know, you can't help it. Um, this game was not without controversy. Um, mainly, uh, the discussion is now popped back up, which I would love to have. And we're going to have, uh, down the road, but, um, overtime rules. Yep. Um, I think it's ridiculous that, you know, you look at, well, the argument is, well, the Chiefs should have just won it earlier on. It's like, no, the chiefs, actually work their ass off to get it back to a tie game and then get never get to touch the ball in overtime and tell me how that's fair because it's not could their defense have stopped them yeah their defense probably should have done that but their defense was worn out both defenses were worn out it's overtime it's a afc championship and yeah brady and the patriots marched right down the field and punched him right in the throat yep However, very it was a very vintage Brady. Oh, it was unbelievable. But you know what should have happened after that? Mahomes should have gotten the ball. I don't want I don't want college rules. I think I mean college overtime is not necessarily a good thing. But you give the Chiefs the ball and you they get a shot. Yep. And if they, you know, can't get can't get it, you know, four downs, you're done. And you know, that I think that's there's going to have to be some things that get worked out. But and maybe it's just a playoff only thing. I don't know, but I'm I'm glad that it's no longer a field goal can beat you. Yeah, that was always awful. That was always terrible. But this modified sudden death is also stupid, and I don't like it. And it's not just because I literally would have said the same thing had it been flipped around. If Mahomes, if the Chiefs would have gotten the ball first and they marched on the field and scored, honestly, as much as I hate Tom Brady and I hate the New England Patriots, I would have wanted them to have a chance because that's fair. Right. Um. And so that that's the controversy that's come out of this game. So now everyone's talking about overtime rules and and you got everybody on one side saying, No, they're perfect, leave them the way they are, and then people on the other side, including me, who are like, Why are we basically overtime games are decided by a coin flip? Pretty much. And that's that's ridiculous. And especially in the playoffs. I'm sorry, that just can't you're talking about a trip to the Super Bowl and Mahomes just sat on the bench. So, and the other story out of that game is is unfortunately Andy Reid, who yet is, again, yet again, I can't remember what his record now in in those games are. Um, it's not good, um, which is, however, he's got to be thinking he he can coach now until he's in mid seventies because he's got Mahomes, and when Mahomes, as long as they keep getting to the playoffs, I don't think he's going anywhere especially with his offense is what's creating that monster. They'll be back. They need a better defense. And that was the story all year. Yep. Was their offense was incredible. And then of course their defense, not so much. And they fired their defensive coordinator today. So the other thing with that is, um, so my, when we were talking about Brady, so, you know, so after the game, it came out that Brady approached the security guard and asked if he could talk to Patrick Mahomes. I, probably have a feeling he was saying look you know obviously because they're how many years how what's how big's the age gap 20 years yeah between I mean, pretty any, much. but anyways he was probably telling them look like you're gonna be a stud you're gonna be winning championships i'm gonna go get my last one and then i'm retiring i'm sure there was some sort of conversation of that that took place wouldn't you say I don't know if there would be any. I don't know if Brady would give up that type of information. I believe that you're partially correct in saying he absolutely probably told him. There, but maybe, you're going to have your chances, bud, because you're 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 unbelievable at what you do, and you will be back. Yeah. The only reason I I think that or say that is just you know obviously us being as fans and people who aren't 
NFL players, you know that there's some sort of NFL, there's some sort of unspoken, like, you know, these kinds of conversations, you know, yeah, or between us, that kind of thing. So I, I could see, Maybe. I could see something like that being said. I could see that. I, I just, I, Brady is so hush hush about all of that. I just don't know if he would have said, I'm going to retire for this year. Cause I, you know what? Or maybe, maybe it wasn't that direct, but something to the effect of like, you know, I'd, I don't know how much longer I'll be, yeah, be doing maybe it. Something like that. Cause in all honesty, if Brady plays his divisional round game, it was one of the best I've ever seen him play. Yep. This game, though there were struggles, he threw up some, wait, how many picks do you have? Two, I think. Mm-hmm. Uh, even though he had some struggles and the obvious uh, bad roughing the passer and the, yeah. Um, yeah. Two interceptions. He still, um, he looked pretty damn good for somebody who's, you know, at the beginning of the year said, Oh, he's old 40 years old. Well, even old. we said that we we're like, Hey, all of a sudden he looks old. Oh, so, yeah. And that's what we were saying towards the end of this. Everybody was saying towards the end of the season, you know, he looks kind of old. Yeah. <laughs> and yet, and, and you know, he's, he's said it over and over again. He, he's, he loves football. Yep. It's going to be hard for him to walk away. If he wins ring number six, because that's what it is, right? Seven. Was it seven? No. Yeah, because last the 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 last one was blitz for six, and they got six. Gross. I could be way wrong. Look that up. We should probably uh, double it, check. I mean, that. you absolutely could be right. I'm almost, this is the. Pro- I'm almost positive this is number this is, seven. This is the problem with all this. You can't keep track because. That would make it seven of nine. Do, 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 do. Not sure. <laughs> Anyways, uh, look it up, but I'm not sure even if he were to win this uh, one. Sorry, five. He's got five. Oh, so this, this would be this his would be six. sixth. So I was right. Uh, that doesn't happen very often. Wow. Uh, he and uh, Charles Haley are the only two currently. Jesus. Um, I just don't know if he, I mean, he. the thing is, is he can look around and go, what him and Belichick have created is this, you know, he takes less money so that they can build, keep building this team over and over and over again. And as long as he can still throw the ball and game, you know, prep for games like he is yep. and Belichick's his coach, I just don't know that he's, despite the nagging at home from, from his wife saying, can you please just be done? We don't need your money. We don't. Yeah. Can you just, how about you come home? Yeah. Spend some time at home. Yeah, Besides on. that, I just don't, I think that he'd probably want to just keep on going. Which is, so the other superstar from that game, who you got? Uh, Mr. Uh, Tony Romo. Dude, I was hoping you were going to bring that up. Um, Tony Romo was, we've talked about how him in the booth is, has, is awesome. However, uh, it's it's like no wonder it was so easy for the Patriots on that overtime drive because if he up in the booth <laughs> was able to read everything that was happening right. and predict the plays as dead on as he did, of course the Patriots marched right on down the field. Shit. Yep. yep. He was, and of course it was so funny after the game. They're like, you had. Everybody talking about you know Tom Brady going on a Super Bowl, blah blah blah. Yeah, but Tom then, Brady Patriots, blah, and then all blah, of a sudden blah. it was just Romo, Romo, <laughs> just and and then I saw a story today about how uh, CBS is going to have to pony up yep. and pay him. They're ready to give to him keep a, him a big dollar so he doesn't move to Fox or NBC or ESPN or anything. They, they what about coaching? What do you think about coaching? You think he you think he would go <clears throat> do that or just stick? The television is a good gig. Or just stay in in TV. It is. Um, I. I think co- he would. De- he's definitely going to be doing some sort of coaching at some point. Um, you know, obviously, everyone always says, you know, it's such a cushy gig. You know, you you do your your prep. You know, the day or what? Or he 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 probably does prep all week long. You know, being as good as he is, he probably doesn't do the normal. You know, prep the day or two before and have the meetings the pre pregame meetings and then all that business i he probably is in it um but i i definitely see him being being some sort of coach within the next five to seven years or so uh obviously depending on how this contract that cbs is about to throw at him because you know they're going to give him a lot of money well it expires i think after this next season right mm-hmm. so well um, and him so cbs has a super bowl so as much as I really don't have a rooting interest, oh, I don't. 
I don't care about the Super Bowl this year. That's going to be fun. It'll be exciting. Because if you have a repeat of that performance yep. from him. Yeah. Well, it's so funny that a commentator is one of the things that gets talked about anytime he, you know, he calls a game or calls a big game. You know, it's it's usually the, you know, the the two teams are trending and then third is usually Romo. Well, and it's weird because like normally you're talking about like if if the broadcast team is being brought up at all in a game, it's because it sucked. Right. So you saw a lot of a lot of complaints about ESPN's Monday Night Crew. Yep. Um, people hate Joe Buck. People hate Troy Aikman and Joe Buck together, and so you hear a lot of bitching about that. I mean, you, that that's normally what you're seeing. Mm-hmm. And for I mean, he just got nothing but praise. Yep. Everyone loved it yep. so much, and it was it was entertaining. And the thing was, I wasn't necessarily catching it as it was happening. I was so in tune to the drive and like wondering what was going to happen. I didn't necessarily catch it all. And then someone posted a vid- the video. Yeah. Just the quick just, clips. Yep. Yeah. The quick clips of, okay. And, and he literally, he, no kidding. The guy was calling exactly what was going to happen. And it, they, and it did. Yep. And I guarantee, I mean, and I've, I've said it before, maybe not on the show, but I've said it those, those years that Dallas went eight and eight and he was a starting quarterback. I guarantee you that's a, those are three, four win years. If not for him. Oh, absolutely. Um, you know, he's a, he's he's obviously you see how how football smart he is. I'm sure he's smart in general too, but um yeah, the guy's the guy's a monster. I just think it's funny. I mean, I've never we've talked about how I couldn't stand Tony Romo on the football field and yet I love him in the booth and um you just sound like they're having fun. They do. Well, and it's it's just and Romo like takes over. <laughs> which i'm okay with which, yeah i mean he just because he's he's so normally you've got your your main guy yep. and they're doing all the talking and then the color commentator just comes in oh the, they 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 need they needed to want it yep. more they yeah. needed to or do the, this at the end of each play they have a little thing they say yep. romo is before the play just but and and, <laughs> and even during the play sometimes oh, yeah. he's just like he's like he's open throw it throw it oh he's so and he's like the the thing with him is he's the pure the passion in, in the game like he's yep. he gets excited yep. and he's like a big play is about to happen he's like oh my god they're gonna do this it's gonna be this and it's oh here we go yeah and it's like it's it, it's it's nothing like you get with any other broadcast team out there yep. in football he definitely caught uh, lightning in a bottle on that one oh yeah good job CBS <laughs> now you're gonna have to pay him a poop ton of money yep uh, all right. So that was championship weekend. Uh, before we talk about Super Bowl 53, are we allowed to say Super Bowl? I don't think we're allowed to say Super Bowl. I think we have to call it the big game. The big game. Oh, my God. The, the big, big dance. Game. The big game 53. <laughs> um, let's talk about our own teams for a second since we uh, this is you know our show. Uh, Cowboys story of the week. Cowboys story of the week. So um, obviously following the, the, the loss to L.A., there was talk about, oh, we're not going to be making any changes right now. And then Monday morning, you had Garrett come on the radio and say, we look to have Linehan, you know, with us, that kind of thing. And then later that day, uh, Jerry Jones came on and said, you know, I'm not going to commit to anything. I don't know what's going to happen, blah, 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 blah. So anyways, um, Thursday came around and uh, all of our wishes had come true. Uh, Linehan was let go. I was going to ask you today, you know how we all remember when, we, where we were where a lot of things happened yeah in in time yep. um i was gonna ask you if you're always gonna remember where you were when you heard the news yeah. <laughs> i was standing in my living room something you've wanted for so long but i was like cool awesome uh but and like i said last week comes with a warning no matter what oc they bring in if it's somebody new who has their new offensive system um you know be prepared for growing pains there's it's always going to happen now um since linehan was let go obviously there's everyone throwing out their names and this and that, but with the way that, um, you know, the Joneses have run the team the past few years, it's been a lot of kind of homegrown. Let's see what we have, see if we can promote from within that kind of thing. So, um, one of the names that, that came to the top of the list is Kellen Moore. And obviously there's Cowboys fans out there that absolutely can't stand Kellen Moore. Why? I'd say it's just because he wasn't a very great quarterback, but I mean, he's six foot 190 pounds. I mean, he was brilliant at, at Boise State. I mean, he was fifty and three, um, and just he commanded that entire offense. Now, 
there was hope that he'd translate that into the NFL when he, he originally was with Detroit with Linehan, and then when Linehan came to Dallas, uh, Moore came with him. But, um, you know, I I don't know why there's that. There's a lot of people who think that you have to be a great player in order to be a great coach, and that's not, I mean, that's not the case. That's just not. Just remove that remove that from your from your mindset yep you're 100 percent correct um so when when i started seeing that and those are thoughts that i've had as well i mean it's like okay you know the, the dude is smart i mean he's a coach's son he's been around you know football his in, yeah, absolute entire life and you know everybody's out there looking for that next sean mcveigh that next that next young hot shot that next you know whatever um now right off the bat in his first year, he may not be obviously any, he might not even be able to, you know, touch McVay's shoes, but you know, give him, give him the chance. If he's the one that gets hired, I'm all for that. I mean, you've got a young, you know, younger play call, or or, I'm sorry, a young offensive coordinator, because there's other talks that saying that Garrett may be the one who takes over play calling this year, but you know, working with the new OC, whoever that may be. Um, so I mean, we'll we'll see what happens. Other news: uh, it became official today. Um, our local boy, and local I mean by Washington State, John Kitna, they uh, signed him to be the be a quarterback, be the quarterback coach. Like they put coach on the end of that. Yes. <laughs> no, we've we've already been through the Kitna quarterback. Um, <laughs> he held in there for as long as he could. One of those guys that every time it didn't matter what team he was on, it was always fun to watch Kitna play. Yeah, I like Kitna, <laughs> and he was everywhere. He was, he was everywhere. <laughs> Played for everybody. Yep. Um, so as it stands now, I mean, just in in seeing how things are going, it's most likely going to be Garrett being the uh, the play caller, um, Kellen Moore being the offensive coordinator, and and uh, John Kitna being the quarterbacks coach. How so, old is I mean, Kellen we'll Moore? See. Kellen Moore, I want to say, is probably th- uh, twenty nine or thirty. Let me take a look. He's been uh, he's been in the league six years. Or, I'm sorry. He was, uh, he was a player for six years, and then he's been on the staff for one year. Here's why everybody gets all upset, gets their panties in a twist. On a, it's weird because I don't remember it being this way before, but it over the last decade or so, it's changed. I think it's because of, again, 30, social media. Thirty. Thirty. And okay. he's, uh, and he's another local boy too. He was born in Prosser. Yep. He played at Prosser and yep. then went and played at Boise State. Another so another information for y'all. <laughs> another victim of us of the of of social media in, in I think that with a position like OC, everyone wants the big name. Everybody they, wants the they hot, want the hot want, shot. Yeah, they want the splashy big hire. They yep. want they want someone who's like touched Sean McVay. Well, well, yeah, that too. But it's also, you know, if you don't give the young guys a chance in the first place, how are you going to know exactly what you have? I mean, it wasn't all Sean McVay wasn't always a name that people wanted. And then he had the good years at Washington and all of a sudden, you know, he goes to LA and now you see what he's doing there. So now, but I mean, you've got to, you've got to look around. Maybe you've got something on your own staff. So you got to believe that, uh, you know, Jerry, and and Stephen down there, Stephen, Stephen, what the hell is his name? Stephen. Sure. Uh, the Joneses. The Joneses. You got to believe they're not going to be, they're not doing it just to do it. Like right. they're not, they're not saying, oh, we're going to put more in there. That'd be fun. Nope. No, no, there's, they, they, be, they believe in the guy. And, yep. and as a fan base, do you want, you want to win? I get it. And you're frustrated. I get that too. But you kind of have to, at some point, trust your leadership to make the decision that hopefully is right for the team. Now, if it blows up in their face, absolutely let it blow up in their face right. and, and be the ones to sit there and go, well, I knew that was going to work. I yep. wasn't going to work. Well, and as, as Cowboy fans, I mean, obviously you, um, you hated Linehan, you hate Garrett. So if Garrett's taking over play calling and you have a new OC and the offense absolutely looks like garbage and the team struggles this year and Garrett was the play caller, well, he just – wrote himself right out of the gig well and what's interesting is i thought uh, this pop just popped into my head and maybe it's been brought up but maybe that's what they're maybe that's what they're thinking i mean you never you mean i mean you never know give the play calling abilities back to garrett make him prove himself yep and then if it doesn't work then they have their excuse to move on and the interesting thing is when when garrett was the play caller from 07 to uh 2010 um 
or 10, 2010 is when he took over his interim. I'm not sure. I can't remember when he got his play calling duties removed, but um, when he was the OC play caller, I mean, Dallas is, Dallas was pass heavy and they ranked top 10 in, in passing. So that'll be interesting to see, you know, based on how the team is built right now, which is obviously run first. So, you know, that'll be, that'll definitely be interesting, but um, you know, changes, changes, good changes on the way. Let's see what happens. I'm excited. I bet you are because for crying out loud, you're you know Linehan's gone. Linehan is no more. And that was uh, that's what you wanted. Yep, so and, bad. And you know the only reason, and more is the quarterbacks coach on obviously the staff saw something in him and knows that he's extremely smart and knows the game of football. And there was a lot of um, uh, confidence in him coming from Dak. You know, Dak was one of the ones that was a voice for, for more. Saying, you know, I, I wouldn't, I'd like, I'd like him to be the quarterback coach. So, you know, it'll be all right. Just relax. <laughs> Just relax. Just relax. Let it happen. Mm. Uh, anything else? And then real quickly, um, uh, Mr. Rain Dakota Prescott and Mari Cooper were both added to the Pro Bowl. So Woo! Uh, now you've got, I think that's six. Six Pro Bowlers. They should. There should be seven because Jalen Smith should have made it. But I believe there's six. Um, so have fun in uh, Orlando. We're going to talk about the Pro Bowl in a second because you know, hooray Pro Bowl. <laughs> <laughs> what about? Uh, I, I I didn't see anything coming out of Seattle this uh, past week. Did you? Nope. We're good. We're cool. <laughs> uh, no. The only thing I wanted to go over is uh, obviously with Alex Magoo. Magoo. Magoo is gone. Yeah. Uh, which is so weird because he was the only other quarterback that this regime has drafted besides mm-hmm. Russell Wilson. And then, well, they signed somebody to a futures deal, didn't they? Well, I'm, I'm getting there. Okay, okay. Mm-hmm. I do remember. Something did click in my uh, head. Yeah. So, uh, Magoo being gone sucks because we like to say Magoo. Uh, and it's just, again, weird because they spent made sure that he got back on the practice squad and they drafted him. But yet, they just kind of, they didn't just let him go. And he is, I believe he signed with um, Jacksonville. Is that right? Yep, Jacksonville. Shaggy Wars, Blake Friggin' Bortles. Um, so then all of a sudden we're like, all right, well, backup sitch for Russell Wilson. Yep. So Seahawks went out and signed none other than uh, former first-round pick Paxton Lynch. Oh, that's right. That's right. <laughs> Um, give him a new opportunity, basically. Maybe give him a chance to try and restart what never worked for him, right? With Denver, um, how how things would have been a whole lot different if if Dallas, if Seattle would have gave up that spot um, to Dallas because Dallas wanted Paxton Lynch and Seattle wouldn't give it up, and then Denver Denver took him. Well, and then you had yeah. and, then, and then in the fourth round you had Dallas take Dak Prescott. So what a weird what it's kinda, all yeah. Common, it's all connected. It's common ground. It's man. the matrix. It's so strange. Uh, the Seahawks were the team that allowed the Broncos to trade back into the first round to take Lynch as they traded down to eventually grab uh, right tackle Jermaine Fetty. Hooray. So, <laughs> um, yeah, I'm not sh- I mean, obviously, the, the uh, we don't know the inside. We don't know what Schneider and, and what Pete Carroll see. And, and, you know, their big thing is come in and compete. So who knows if he even ends up on the roster. But, um it wasn't. It was a. It was an interesting move. We, I heard. We all heard it, and we're all just kind of like, okay, well, there's another backup option. Right. Um. They have. The, they still have the option of bringing back uh, Brett Hundley. He'll be a free agent, um, in March. But I mean, uh, anything's possible. Or I mean, we, can we go cr- really crazy and say maybe they just see something crazy in him, and just in case Russell decides to move on, huh? Huh? Uh, huh? Uh, I think not. There's a certain quarterback out there still. So, what there really is. It's weird. <laughs> I think at this point that we got to, that's gone. <laughs> not happening. Uh, yeah, there wasn't much going on. Uh, Russell Wilson was out of the Pro Bowl, and uh, I think he's starting. Uh, we'll look in a second. But uh, it's always weird because you have the. Um, <laughs> All star games are, I mean, I guess we'll we'll get into it, but. All star games are just weird, especially when you add the coaching staff that'll that'll coach for them. Yeah, I just don't. It's well, Dallas's coaching staff. How about that? That's what I'm saying. It's <laughs> you, know, you got Dallas's coaching staff 
coaching Russell Wilson and you know all these other Pro Bowlers. It's just weird. well, and I did see the 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 thing I actually like better than the game now is the skill showdown. Yes, that's fun. And uh, Russell Wilson got added to that, uh, which is funny because he bombed that last year. I remember discussing that, that he was absolutely that's bullshit terrible oh the laser yes yeah we didn't talk about that by the way we talked about it with Derek carr don't point lasers at football players yes. you dumbasses piece of shit i don't even care that I, I get it tom brady we all hate him don't point that's not cool yeah and you shouldn't be allowed in a stadium if that's what you're gonna do yep douchebag bobby wagner also <laughs> on the uh, pro bowl um skills showdown um that's cool that's cool i don't see any uh <clears throat> oh except for emmett smith as coach he sure is. How about that? Coach E. I get asked all the time if that's who I name my son after, and I laugh. Fuck no. You could say yes. It's okay. <laughs> Doesn't even spell it the same way. Not a chance in hell. Nope. He's an I. New Captain, e. Captain Andrew Luck. We finally get to see the Luck versus Wilson showdown. <laughs> <laughs> Hooray. That's fantastic. Uh, yeah, so that's about the only thing that happened in Seahawks world, unless I'm missing something. But to be honest, I I, I don't think I am. And if I if I did, call me out. I don't care. Go for it. Um, our teams versus the offseason part two. This is I just want to real quick. Um, the list of the top twenty five free agents came out, and I wanted to know. We're still early in off seasons for both of our teams. However, knowing what your team needs, are there any free? If you had, if there was a free agent out there to go get, who would that one be that you want your team to go get and? Yeah, go ahead and say Earl Thomas. I don't care. Earl Thomas. <laughs> they need, they need they, you know, they need a playmaking safety. I mean, we have the you have the big hitters, but you need that that play that playmaking safety. Um, obviously, with your own, you need to resign Demarcus Lawrence. He, that's the first. He's number one on yeah, this list. He's the he's the first priority. You need you need to he sign. He's great him. in a Seahawks uniform. <laughs> I'll trade I'll trade you him for Frank Clark. I guess. No, I um, need another one. <laughs> uh, no, you you need to re-sign Demarcus Lawrence. That's that's absolutely one. Um, who knows if they ended up if they end up tagging him again? We'll see what happens. But uh, no, Demarcus Lawrence number one. Um, we saw some good development from you know Blake Jarwin and and uh, um, Dalton Schultz this year and and Rico. I think this may be the end for the Rico experiment. Um, you know, we'll see what happens. I'm sure he'll go to New England and have a great career or something like that. But um, tight end is another one. Now, I, there, I don't think there's really any big names out there for tight ends. I'm looking. Um, At least in the top 25, there are. But as far as needs, that's zero. That, tight that ends. needs to be something. Um, but as far as just strictly the top 25 of free agents, um, no, Earl Thomas, that's definitely a big one. Uh, so number one on this list, this is put out by NFL.com, by the way. Uh, number one on the list is Demarcus Lawrence. Yep. Um, Boise State, followed by Le'Veon Bell, and then um, Seattle Clint. needs a running back. No, we don't. We have a running back. Leave us alone. He's far better. <laughs> you think? Uh, I don't need all these. The rumors out there about Seattle getting like getting brown. Like I don't want the Steelers. Well, that, that's, that's what I was going to say. I just was going to say is, you know, with this everything that happened this year, Brown may be gone, Bell may be gone. I mean, the all of a sudden, the Steelers are just a totally Dude. different team. Pure garbage with that pure garbage quarterback. <laughs> that's true. Um, so on the seat. So okay. So Earl Thomas is six on this list. So besides your own players, you would go out and get Earl. Yep. Okay. Based on that list, um, I'm in the same boat in that. If it was my own player, obviously Frank Clark has got to be number one, and we talked about that before. Um, he has got to be your number one priority, and I, I got to believe that they they get something done. He's a manimal. He is ridiculous. Now, they need a compliment to him. Mm-hmm. So uh, if you look through the list at other defensive ends, uh, yeah, I would love you know Demarcus Lawrence, but he's going to demand some good money, and maybe if they tag him again, Hmm. Um, other ones on the list, Trey Flowers from the Patriots. Um, it'd be weird to have two Trey Flowers on the team. I don't know if I can handle that. <laughs> um, uh, they're going to need safety help too. Landon Collins is available. Giants. That's another big one. Um, depending on what they do, there's linebackers out there. The the list. It's funny because the list of top twenty five is mostly defensive players. Um, it's crazy. 
So I would say, I mean, defensive end is what we need. So top of the list, man, go get Demarcus Lawrence just to piss you off. <laughs> Good luck with that. I don't think they can afford him. They just can't. I, I, it's, it's their cap number is is depending on what Frank Clark signs for. If they get something done, what are they going to do with KJ? You know, all these different things. Um, but the thing is, I mean, you could also maybe draft a defensive end. I don't know, but there's, I don't know, Sheldon Richardson available again. Huh? He, again. Right, he did a did a one year prove it deal, didn't he? Yeah, yeah. God, it's all defensive guys. Oh, ha ha! Clinton Dix is available. Huh. <laughs> well, just, we'll see what happens. Come the best. It comes March. Comes March. Comes March. That first day of free agency is always fun. Oh, it's actually become one of my favorite days <laughs> yeah. in the NFL season for sure. Um, geez. Golden Tate, Tater Tot. He's available. Uh, all right. <clears throat> Real quickly, because we'll go over more of this next week. And we told you we wouldn't have a long episode, and we just get talking, and it gets long. Uh, and it's snowing. It is. I know. I keep looking outside like, oh, good. <laughs> it's really snowing. Okay, Super Bowl 53, part one. <laughs> uh patriots rams rams are gonna wear their uh, throwback uniforms yep go rams that's kind of cool uh and the patriots are gonna wear white because they always win in white or not always but they're pretty damn good in white um major storyline for each team brady back for the ninth time right off the top of your head he's the greatest ever he's he the goat yeah i don't think you can argue bar, that anymore. bar none i don't think you can argue uh, that yeah anymore. absolutely and you know as much as it sucks that he's not that's not my team he's not our quarterback that's not our i mean all of that it is awesome to be able to see, I mean, just see everything that he's he's done to this point because who knows when the hell any of that's ever going to happen again. I remember talking about it the same time last year yep. when they made it to the Super Bowl again and we basically sat there and we said it was after they won it and or not won it because they, they lost it last year, but when they, got, they won the AFC Championship, we talked the same thing and said, well, you can't help but respect them yep. for what they've done. Belichick, is he the GOAT? Greatest coach ever? That's a tough one. I think that's tougher than the quarterback thing. He's probably top, top three, top three, top two. Who, who would you put above him? That's, that's tough, man. And it's amazing because mm. this, this conversation right here is what's it's stumping a lot of people because you're you're talking about like the quarterback end of it, Brady, you were so quick to it. Is the best? At, yes. Yeah, absolutely. Done. Coach. Uh, it's <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's amazing. I just, it's, it's, I don't know. It's different. That one's a whole lot harder. And, and with that one, you mean, do you take into effect the you know, pre Super Bowl era when you had dis- these championships? And I mean, so yeah, I don't know. Coaching coaches is definitely a lot more difficult. He's been in the same nine Super Bowls. He's, you know, it's, I think that what he's able to do, his his game planning, whether he cheats or not, I don't care. I, I just I'm so beyond. I don't care anymore. Even though I wrote on here, Bella cheat. I think <laughs> did I do that somewhere? I, did. I don't know. <laughs> um, even though it's he has to put the game plans together, and you saw it versus the Chiefs. Yep. And he does it with new players every year. That's the most amazing thing because the team's never the same. <laughs> they just put these mismatch this crap together every year to build around Brady and his pay cuts. And you're just like, okay. And and so what they do is ridiculous. <coughs> On the other side, you get McVeigh, him and Goff together for two years in a Super Bowl. Boom. Just like that. Yep. McVeigh is the new hot thing. I was laughing today because there's the Rams. I'm sure you saw the video. Uh, the Rams literally have a guy whose job it is to <laughs> keep, McVay keep McVay off the field from getting run over by the officials. And I, I so when does that guy get to sign his first coaching deal? Because you touch McVay a lot. Yeah, yeah. you're very hands on <laughs> with McVay. You're you're right next to him the whole time. And it's funny you're watching that video and McVay. It doesn't even like phase him. It's just he gets pulled back and he's just God. He walks around a lot. Yeah, <laughs> this guy laughed. Um, that'd probably be me on the on this if i was a oh coach on god the i would not be able to stand still that, that would Are be you me. kidding me um give him credit mcveigh what he's doing he's uh that could be the new era of football and it's it's incredible 
we've talked about how he doesn't give a shit about his defense. It's all about the offense, and he has a guy that does defense, and yep. he focuses solely on that offense. And half the time when his defense is on the field, he's not even paying attention. He's with Goff going over footage on the surface. Yep, you know. So uh, good for them. I here here's my problem. Here's my dilemma. You ready? I'm ready. As a Seahawks fan, I am being told on the Twitterverse that I have to root for the New England Patriots. I would rather die (laughs) than ever root for Tom Brady and the New England Patriots. However, I understand the Rams are our division rival. But who the who do I root for, man? Like, what am I supposed to do? I'd say just flip a coin. I this isn't overtime. We don't just decide things by a flip of a coin. All right. I, well, then root for the Patriots. Then. Oh, I just can't do that. I would. I, do I just root for the Rams and get blasted? See, I don't really give a shit that it's the. See, like in baseball, it, I always rooted for whoever was in the division that made it further in the playoffs. So, like when Houston went to the World Series, yeah, mm-hmm. I was rooting for Houston. I wasn't rooting for them to lose. Yeah. But I probably got blasted for that too. And like right now, it's like, oh, you can't call yourself a Seahawks fan if you're going to root for the Rams. And it's like, why not? I can't. Ro- Tom Brady and the Patriots, really? Or you just root for nobody and just not watch the game? I'm rooting for Tony Romo. That's what I'm rooting for. <laughs> Go Romo. Romo. He's going to come down. He's going to come down on the field and he's going to throw a touchdown. Uh, Everybody, it was, it, was, it was funny because after that game, it came out that, um, you know, with, the, with CBS wanting to um, give him a you know truckload of cash and this and that there was an article that came out and he had said yeah no just this year there is there was teams that came in there was a couple teams that said you know would you be interested in playing and then there was a couple teams or a team that actually had an offer out there so um yeah i think that's what kind of uh, got cbs moving as well i believe it's was matt hasselbeck and matt hasselbeck was another one yeah. that that got approached yep by a team in the off season. And as much as I love Matt, I'm like, well, and, and what he what? said was it was a team that was in the playoffs, <laughs> didn't he? I don't know. I, don't I, I thought he, I thought he said it was by as, from a team that's that's currently in the playoffs. That's insane to me. Again, I love Matt Hasselbeck, but really, yeah, <laughs> yeah. He's. I think Roma would probably go in and do better than than Hasselbeck would at this point. Yep. Yeah, that's just nuts. It's crazy. <laughs> Um, hey, Seahawks fans, I, I want your honest opinion, and I sure I'll get blasted, but on seriously, on Twitter, tell me who I'm supposed to root for, and don't be so judgmental. Allow me to. I mean, you can't, you can't just say that you can't root for the Rams. You're dumb. You're dumb. You're dumb. No, no, seriously, get on there. Let's let's go for it. Um, okay. Oh, you know what? It'll be good for the city of LA. So just go for LA. I mean, it's their second year in L.A. Um, although, did you see the video of the bar? Of the bar with the four fans <laughs> sitting there, and they were like, the field goal goes through, and they were like, "Oh, hey, oh, cool, we, yeah, they won, they won, they I won the drink. Can I have a yeah. drink? Yes, can I have drink. another, <laughs> yeah, another beer, please." If that was Dallas or Seattle or any other yeah. sport town that gave a shit, yeah, be screaming and everything else. Now, I'm sh- obviously, I'm sure there was another bar. Oh yeah, we're going nuts. But that one was that, hilarious. That was unbelievable. Um, but no, I mean. Go for go for the 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 young kid. I don't know. <laughs> Number one overall pick. I don't know, man. It's so difficult. Well, maybe I'm completely having a brain fart. But when's the last time a number one overall pick quarterback won the Super Bowl? Uh that's a great question. <clears throat> and maybe I'm dumb and completely having a brain fart. But yeah, when when was the last time the number one overall pick? Uh, one Super Bowl quarterback. Uh, that's a great question. <laughs> and I'm going to Google it. I'm going to go-, go to the Google. Mm. Trying to think. Brady? No. <laughs> Obviously not. <laughs> no. Do you think that he literally has played his whole career and he can he can actually basically say, I did what I did because of the chip on my shoulder from yep. – yeah and it still i mean you talk to or you, not you but you hear from players they say like, absolutely he's got that same um chip on his shoulder they did when he you know when he was 
at Michigan and, you know, said that he couldn't play. And then obviously you saw what he did at Michigan. And then when he got into the league and they, everybody said he couldn't play. And obviously you see what he's done. Uh, if you know the answer, just, uh, yeah, if you know the answer, us. let us know. Cause I, I have no idea. It certainly wasn't Jamarcus Russell. No, it was not. Jamarcus <laughs> Russell. So the, the, the most previous first overall, Quarterback taken. It's got to be a quarterback. Who was, yeah. the, when was, who was the last one that won the Super Bowl? Yes. Let us know, please. Um, <clears throat> real quickly, I just wanted to hit on these because we talked about them basically already. Officiating an instant replay. We're going to do some special episodes on those. Um, and we'll see what comes out of league meetings and all that. Yeah, we're gonna. that'll be down the road a little bit, but we definitely want to talk. I want to do an entire episode, and it can be 30 minutes long, short episode. Of you, me, and maybe you know a guest, Dennis from Ohio, somebody who also loves football, and have us basically fix officiating, <laughs> have us fix instant replay. Uh, I think that would be entertaining as maybe long as we I, get a check. Well, yeah, sure. Maybe I'm wrong, but I think it'd be fun to because both of those subjects are things that need to be addressed yeah. and, uh, right away. And so we look look forward as we head into the off season for. Um, some special episodes that we do on those because we'll need stuff to talk about. Anyway, Pro Bowl week. Woohoo. Are you going to watch it? Have, no. <laughs> no. I'll watch the skills competition on and off and on that's all I did while last I'm probably year. cleaning or something, but no, I'm not, I'm not going to watch it. That's all I did last year was I watched the um, skills competition, and the, when the game came on, I went, hmm, yeah. what else can I go do? I'll, I'll, <laughs> I'll, uh, I'll, I'll go for the NFC on that one. It's just, it's unfortunate because all-star games are supposed to be, you know, showing off the talent. Yeah. And the NFL can't do anything about it. There's nothing they could do to, to make it better. They just, there's nothing. Um, even the Major League All-Star game has started to kind of, meh. Yeah. But you got the NBA, there sucks. Um, you know who's actually good? I'm, as I continue to try and get you into hockey, <laughs> the NHL's All-Star game is actually really good. Just saying. I had to take a drink of some bang. Bang. Um, that being said, uh, as we head into our off season, and you have nothing else to do as our listeners but wait for our golden voices to come across. Well, I guess you'll, you'll, I mean, hopefully we've got news to talk about. Oh, we'll have some stuff. But while you're waiting every week and suffering like we are with no football, how about you do this? Go on the iTunes. Leave us a review. That'd be great. Please and thank you. See how easy that was? Uh, winning. <laughs> we both sucked last week. Didn't pick winners at all. Uh, we're going to pick Pro Bowl. Why not? NFC versus AFC. Yep. Basically, I just said it. Like, you, I, like I said, I'll go for the NFC. You got the NFC. Um, <laughs> uh nfc no no i'll just just to go against you i'll go afc okay <laughs> sounds good but who actually cares i wonder what kind of steak you're gonna be making me i'm so excited couldn't be more excited all right everybody meat me <laughs> i love meat <laughs> so good mm. that is it for us we will talk about what a mess the pro bowl was next week and uh then we'll get more in depth into super bowl as the craziness that is super week with media day and all that garbage and it'll be the obviously the the brand new atlanta stadium so um that's kind of cool they're gonna have like i don't know that's an insane amount of cameras there this year are they yeah i tell you what i did like the play from the playoffs i like the pile on cameras Yes, those were cool. Those, that's what kind of they've got to figure out. We've talked about how eventually the technology and why they're gonna have sensors and balls and all this type of stuff. Well, but it's so weird how they they try all this stuff in like these in the big playoff games and all. I mean, why not try this stuff? I don't know. I don't know. Isn't it funny how uh, how quickly the uh, the uh, games where they it was it NBC that did this, that all the games from side sky cam from behind the line. Yeah. How quickly that went away. Like the Madden view. Yeah. Yeah. How like, quickly that yeah, went away. Went away very quickly. Everyone thought it's gonna be so cool and it yeah. made me seasick. Yeah. <laughs> I will say, NFL, goddammit. I mean, get a get a uh streaming service. 
I just want to subscribe to my team and I just want to pay just to watch my team streaming. I don't want, I don't want TV. I don't want to pay for cable. None of that. Get on it. Come on. It's 2019. Gotta believe that's what's coming. And, and they can already, they already obviously do very well streaming games. I mean, NBC streams their games, Amazon Prime. I mean, all that business. Let's, come on. Let's, let's get with the times here. I'm right there with you. I'm tired of paying for, for satellite and cable. It's a waste of money. It's being me too. I'm right there with you. On that note, hey, there's the uh, there's the 95 team. Hey, we started with Edgar. We'll end with Edgar. An Edgar suit. Edgar suit. <laughs> uh, until next time, go Hawks. Go Cowboys. Go Cowboys.